This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abbey Okata, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Battle. Total number of COVID-19 cases in Nigeria, 5,621, with Lagos remaining the epicenter of the disease. Cases in Lagos stopped 2,373, with 95 new cases. There are 176 new cases recorded nationwide, with Oyo having a surprisingly high figure of 31 new cases trailing behind Lagos. The federal capital territory, Abuja, recorded 11, Niger 8, Borono 8, Jigawa 6, Kaduna 4. A total of 1,472 have been discharged nationwide, with deaths at 176. The Oyo State Governor, Sheyi Makede, said 30 of the 31 new cases in the state were recorded in a company located in the Ibadan Southwest local government area of the state. The company has been sealed for total and comprehensive decontamination. Susan Idoko, the so-called Benue COVID-19 index case, isolated for more than 53 days, has threatened to sue the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, NCDC, if she is not released within the next seven days from isolation and treatment center in Abuja. Idoko was declared positive for the virus in the Benue state capital, Makodi, about 53 days ago. The lady who flew in from the United Kingdom denied she was positive, saying she did not trust the NCDC test. And in Ogun State, traders are counting their losses after seven weeks of lockdown. They say extortion by security officials manning countless roadblocks in the state is an equally horrible experience. Welcome to the Reset Botting on Kauri 97.5 FM. Abelkuta, I am Willie Thomas, and the Reset Botting is our daily focus on COVID-19, its consequences and collateral benefits for social behavior, advocacy, conservation, and good governance. <laughs> Amina Atkelani rendering the Atunto chant. Atunto is the Yoruba version of the Reset Botin, and it goes on air from May 24, 2020. Atunto is designed to change the balance of the people's effective response to governance, putting them in charge of imputes for change. Right now, the effective response of the people towards governance is negative, and this is explained by the regime of low compliance to COVID-19 containment rules. Simply put, the people don't trust their political leaders. Atunto puts them in charge. They articulate their problems and challenges that are inimical to growth and development, and then go ahead to say how they want them solved. Empowering. Developing. Enabling. Providing a voice for small to medium-sized businesses. Facilitating capital generation at the grassroots level. That's all part of what we do. We are Cowrie 97.5 FM. Abelkuta. This is the Reset Bottom, and we'll begin with Abiyah El Runemi in Cairo, Egypt. She presents part two of our Ramadan talk series centered on justice. Justice. Take two. 
Here is the resolution from the Quran of the perennial conflict between self-interest and justice. Be just even if it is against your narrowly defined self-interest or of those very close to you. Ignorant people think they are protecting their self-interest by being unjust to others. The decision to be just or unjust may be based on a cold calculation of self-interest, but real faith in Allah elevates one beyond that narrow-mindedness. These verses remind us that the real protector of interests of all people is also Allah, and He will protect us when we follow His command to be just. The justice demanded by Islam permits no favoritism. The other equally potent impediment is hatred. So, you cannot be injustice even when you are dealing with the enemy. The natural, uneducated and uncivilized tendency is to treat the enemy as less than a human being, one who has no rights and deserves no justice or fairness. It is a command to the believers with a reminder that Allah is watching you, that enmity of others cannot be used as an excuse for committing injustice against them. Justice does require retribution, and Islam does call for an eye for an eye, but it does not mean an innocent eye for an innocent eye. It means the eye of the offender for the eye of the victim. It is amazing how those who call the latter as barbaric actually rally for the former when a real crisis develops. 1400 years ago, these commands created a society where rich and poor, friend and foe, Muslim and non-Muslim, the ruler and the ruled, were all treated equally and all of them would count on receiving justice. The judges were independent and no one was above the law. Apia El Gunemi, she's back tomorrow. And still to come, traders in Ogun State continue to count losses after weeks of lockdown. Abiodun Rauf is joining us from Orta, the industrial capital of Ogun State, for a first-hand review of lockdown, traders and the business of Alaja Paz. And now to the story of a lady, Susan Idoko, who has been in isolation in Benue State for over 53 days now. She was a so-called index case for the state and for a very long time the only COVID-19 case recorded by Benue State. But she denied being a COVID-19 case. She said she flew into the country to attend to family issues and was obviously fatigued after the over 24-hour journey. Here's a story as told on social media. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, fellow Nigerians. My name is Susan Idoko Kweni Lawani, coming to you live from my forceful detention center, 43 days in forceful detention. Yes, I'm the lady that was uh, accused of uh, COVID, first COVID index case in Benue State by the Benue State government. Yeah, uh, my story is that I came from England on the 22nd of uh, March for my mom's burial, and that was it. I was jet-lagged, like everybody has asked, what took you to the hospital? I was jet-lagged, went to the hospital to have myself checked. The doctor said they were going to check me, which they did. said I had a little bit of temperature. I said I had no temperature because I was only having jet lag. My body was paining me because I've traveled for almost 24, 25 hours in the past two days. Well, he said, your temperature is a bit high. 
I'm going to keep you here and check you. I said, no problem. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yes, keep me. He kept me in hospital overnight, gave me some energy. The pain was gone. Ready to go home the following day. He told me that he was going to do uh, the standard procedure was to do uh, um, a swap by the Benue State Government. By the way, the hospital is uh, Grace Cottage Hospital in Makadi. Um, I said, okay, I'm okay with that. Called some two men who did a swap of my left nose and of my throat. Asked when I was going to get the result. He said in 24 hours. 24 hours passed, I didn't get a result. The next day, which was 27th of March, the doctor came to me in the evening to tell me that I was COVID positive from the result that they did, from the swab that they took. I asked, where is the result? He said he doesn't have the result, that he was only told. And I'm asking, if I have COVID-19, why don't I get uh, a result of it? Well, he went away. He went away and my friend, who was also a doctor, came to tell me that the Benue State Governor, or Tom, was already doing a press conference with my name. A doctor just came to tell me and a press conference was already going on with my name as the first index case in Benue State. Went down to ask the doctor what all this was about. All I was told was that they were helping me to fight with the state government. On what basis? What has happened? I don't know. Where's the result? I don't have. Well, that was it. I told them if this was a drama or Nigerian Nollywood movie, I wasn't going to be part of it. Went back upstairs to get my bag to leave the hospital because I was thinking this was getting out of hand now. And this time I was okay. Nothing was wrong with me. I didn't have a headache. I only had body pain. That's what took my... And I knew it was because of the journey I did or the journey I made. Before going to upstairs and coming down, the hospital had been called off by Amen ambulance with the deputy governor and his team to come and remove me to an isolation center because that was a community hospital. And I knew, well, whether it was staged or it wasn't staged, Nigerians would judge for themselves. I was taken to isolation center, dishumanized, traumatized, because already my name was in the press and gone all over. I have been videotaped, recorded, and sent on the internet already. Stayed at the isolation center for 10 days and then moved to Abuja. Nigerians, I am crying out because I know there are people who don't have voice to speak for themselves. I know people who, has been, who have been dehumanized, traumatized, and stigmatized like the Benue State Governor has done to me. He has stigmatized me with COVID-19 already that I do not have. I'm brought to Abuja here. What else would have been done? Inquiries would have been made. I wasn't given a result until the, after 15 days in Abuja, precisely 8 of April, they gave me the report which I can publish for Nigerians to see. On that report, it stated I came into this country on the 28th of February. On the 28th of February, I was still in England. 
it also stated in that report that I presented myself to the hospital with fever and stooling on the 16th of March, which was not true. On the 16th of March, I was still in England. I came into Nigeria on the 22nd of March, went to hospital on the 24th of March. So in the report, there was nothing to say that that report was my report. Based on that, the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, see, using that report and the name on it, and before I forget to say, the birthday, the date that was put in that report said 58 and 62. And I am not 58 and I am not 62. I am 50 plus, not near that age. So I was still wondering whose report was that. But it's still that report that the National Center for Disease Control are still working on and still holding me here. Even if I have COVID-19, was it not right for the state government or, or Tom himself and his team, the commissioners and people consigned in Benue State, to cancel me and speak to me instead of taking my name to the press. Is that the standard for the World Health Organization? Is that what the World Health Organization said that should be done to patients with COVID-19? Why is that of Nigerian different? Permit me to say now that even if anybody has COVID-19 in Nigeria, they will not come out because of stigmatization. They will be so afraid for their life like I'm afraid for my life, 43 days I'm still forcefully detained. They would be afraid for their lives because nobody will come out. And then the work of the NCDC would not have any effect because people are scared to be stigmatized like I have been done to. Fellow Nigerians, what is the rationale behind what is happening to me? NCDC had done three tests on me since I'm in this forceful detention center. They did a test on the 10th, they did one on the 15th, they did one on the 17th. As I speak to you, I do not have results of one test that has been conducted here. And I'm still being harassed to do another test. Nigerians, if you are the one in my position, will you do another test without result? If they want me to do a test and want to force medication down my throat, which I have not taken in the past 43 days, I have not taken any medication, I have not, taken, I have not had any symptoms till now, and I, they want me to take medication and still continue with the test. That is what everybody is saying. This woman is stubborn, this woman is rude, this woman has said that they don't know what to do. No, Nigerians, I am crying out for the sake of my other fellow Nigerians who might find themselves in this situation. Why would I not be given the test that was done? If I have to see another doctor, if I have to go back to my base, what do, what do I present to them? I don't have a result for the three tests that were done. And every day they call, they, they call me psychiatric doctors to come and talk to me and think, I am insane. Now, there are all sorts of conspiracy theories regarding COVID-19 across the country. 
There are those who say state governments have amplified figures to justify spending money. Susan's is probably one of the asymptomatic cases. But then, how can? That's the question. Seems a war started between her and the state governor. The war is now with NCDC, and she has threatened to go to court in seven days if she is not released. She refused the new round of tests by the NCDC, saying she does not trust their results. Susan wants any new test to be carried out by the World Health Organization, supervised by the British High Commission and her physician. This is the reset button and next to Ogun, which remains under lockdown despite a federal directive that lockdown be eased in the three states of Lagos, Abuja and Ogun. Lagos and Abuja have eased with a curfew imposed from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. and limited business operation hours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily, in addition to strict compliance of COVID-19 containment rules. However, the first days of relaxation were tough as members of the public threw all the rules to the Marines. Lagos residents are now behaving with the threat of a reintroduction of the total lockdown regime looming. But Ogun never went into any relaxation apart from the seven, which is now 10-hour free movement regime allowed on alternate days. The state governor, Dakbo Abiodun, said 53% of the 6,000 who responded to his survey on Twitter voted that lockdown should continue. Alajakpas are traders, mainly women, who crisscross rural markets, farms and foodstuff baskets, buying stock and transporting them to urban markets. Yam dealers alone in Ogun, Oyo and the Kogi Axis are in excess of 5,000. The Araromi vegetable dealers are a coalition of 32 trade groups with membership in excess of 30,000 across Ogun and Lagos. Joining us now is Abiodun Rauf, Secretary to the Coalition of Alajakpa Trade Groups in Ogun State. Thank you for the opportunity giving uh, to make our uh, minds open and to tell the world what is happening. The government has extended the lockdown. Let's look at it from the point of view, the perspective of uh, the traders, uh, the, that's your constituency, your demographics, uh, the allergic mass, the traders. How bad was the situation before COVID-19 and how bad is the situation now with COVID-19? Are people likely going to survive even when COVID-19 is gone? Traders, I mean. Thank you, Willie. The extension of lockdown is suicidal to the allergic mass, to the traders as a whole. The reason being that before the issue of COVID-19, we have been surviving by the grace of God because the economy has not been supporting us, the banks have not been supporting us, the government has not been supporting us. Now that uh, the COVID-19 came, it disrupted every calendar we have. The market day, everything has been disrupted. It is surprising that the Ogun State government can now again extend the lockdown. You see, we are surviving by head rate now. You see, we don't go to market as we used to do. The issue of uh, interstate uh, uh, stoppage of people crossing from one state to the other, the refusal of the state government to issue us pass as uh, conveyors of uh, food and uh, other things has not helped us in any way. Presently, if the government insists on an extension of a lockdown, I believe it is going to affect us seriously. It is going to be very bad to the traders. The reason 
it's not far-fetched. We are not comfortable what, uh, with what we are selling now. There is scarcity of consumable items. We, the, the, the gallery we are buying at less than 6,000 Naira before has now scattered to about 18,000 Naira. 120 pieces of yam that used to sell for 30,000 Naira is around 70,000, 75,000 Naira now. Now, if we now add this to the problem we have been facing before, you will discover that they are like their past. The traders will face a lot of things during and after the COVID thing. It is a known fact that if we survive this now, we are going to face a lot of stress, a lot of debt, because a lot of members are indebted now. They are in serious debt now. Because most of the microfinance banks giving them the money are not issuing out money now. The little they get from the cooperative, they have exhausted. After the COVID-19, it is going to be uh, debt paying uh, pay back debt, paying back debt, paying back debt. It is going to be very disastrous. The federal government has uh, released 50 billion uh, naira to the central bank uh, to be disbursed uh, via NISAL, which is the microfinance bank that is uh, responsible for agri-credit and uh, ensuring that risks uh, in terms of lending uh, are contained and, uh, and properly uh, secured. Traders are supposed to benefit from this, uh, farmers also, especially those in the agri-processing. How much of these have your members been able to access? The issue of 50 billion being released by the federal government is laughable. It's laughable in the sense that this is only being seen on the pages of newspaper and on the television. None of my members, none of the traders within the Southwest can boast of having assessed that, uh, the loan. Another thing you have to observe is that NISAR, or whatever they call it, has its own uh, mandate concerning the money. If you want to assess the loan, from, you have to go through NISA. Aside from that, you have to go for a training that will cost you about 25,000, 30,000 Naira to repay to NISA as the, as the consultation fee. It does not, paying this me does not guarantee you assessing the loan. Presently in the Southwest here, I have never heard of any trade group or traders uh, uh, enjoying the thing, even the agri sector. Nobody here has been able to get the money. Nisra said they have, uh, the money has been disbursed in Abuja. Is Abuja Southwest? Are the Abuja traders the only traders in Nigeria? Are the Abuja traders the only ones uh, 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 sure to get the loan? What are we saying? If you want to give traders money, you have to come to them, get their data, assess them, go, go look at agencies that have been working with them before, and assess what they want to, uh, to, to, to do. Now, if you look at what our people are facing now, we have been I, uh, assessing money from microfinance bank at the rate of 21, 22% for a loan of six months. And this way, it is not easy paying 22% on, on 100,000 Naira. No, no microfinance bank will give you more than 400,000 Naira. And it, it, it just means that it, you have been with them for over, over two, three years before you can be able to assess 300, 400,000 Naira. The NISA that the federal government is talking about has nothing to do with traders because we have not assessed anything for them. They don't know us. We don't know them. We have tried to get them, but their modality is that we have to register with them. We have to be trained with the, by them. We have been in this business before. We know what we have been doing in business. If, if we now have to go and have training, should the training be free? 
Now we have to pay for the training, 25,000, 30,000 naira to NISTRA before or the agent before you can be able to assess anything. It does not even guarantee you the loan. You see, the money the federal government is talking about is laughable. It is even laughable. Finance is key for business and for traders. Uh, access to finance and uh, not just access, but immediate access, very little bureaucracy. Uh, these are essential uh, ingredients uh, that can fuel uh, business for them. Uh, how will you describe uh, finance and access to finance? Willie, you are not a stranger to the issue of local traders, the larger person. You have assisted in a lot of ways for us to be able to assess loan. Your outfits have tried a lot to help us in assessing loan. Is it, it is surprising that it is in Nigeria that the government will expect a trader to come to the office to spend months before assessing loan. Is it, it is near zero assessing loan. We have no chance of assessing the federal government loan. The other time the CBN came, they had a meeting with us, is even when we get back to them, what they put down on the table, we cannot cover in a year. There is no easy access for us in getting loan. The bureaucracy attached to it is too high. It is too, too cumbersome for people who are in, uh, in trading thing. The Elijah Pass, who are mere traders, who go from town to town, who have used their, used their money to trade, are now being subjected to a lot of machinations, a lot of pranks by those who are in charge of finances. No easy access to the loan. Nobody can say we have been able to uh, assess any loan. The, the, the reason is not far-fetched. You have to sign a lot of papers. You have even at the end of signing papers, going to training, doing every area thing that will have even affected your uh, returns. You are, you are not even sure of getting the loan. I have applied for a series of loan, agric loan, trade loan, trade loan for my group, for my uh, business. I have not been able to do it. Even being educated, I have not been able to get it. Talkless of uh, people who are not lettered. But who need this money to up their games? It is surprising. We are not assessing. It is zero thing. They don't tolerate us. They don't, have, they don't want to give us any, any loan. They are not just making us on the pages of newspapers. Seven weeks now, or going eight weeks into uh, this lockdown, how have the traders fared? Seriously, it has been a tale of war. It's sad tales, sad tales from every nook and cranny. From every side of the trader, it has been a tale of desperation. It has been a tale of sad, sad news. We are not comfortable. We are not enjoying ourselves. The traders are not enjoying themselves. They, we cannot get a, a, what we want to sell. Getting our goods become cumbersome. We have to go through a lot of stress to get the book to, uh, to the market, even at highly exorbitant trade. You see, what do we want to talk about? The high cost of transportation, the extortion on the road, the refusal of the government to, to know what and when to assist the traders, the refusal of the government to even issue us uh, passes as a full of uh, career, when even Dangote that is carrying cement was, was issued free passage. We have to go through bushes everywhere to get the food. And it is this food that these government officials and their family eat. It is this market that they go, they don't have any special market. But it is the traders that have been at the 
at the tail end of punishment by the government. The, the seven weeks, the, the eight weeks of um, lockdown has not fared well with the traders. It has been a tale of national of tears. It has been a tale of tears. We are not happy with it. We want the lockdown stopped. Let me add, quickly add that. The uh, issue of lockdown in Ogun State is, is sort of uh, hoodwinking. All the multi multinationals companies, they are working in Ogun State. Uh, even plastic uh, making company, they are working. Cement uh, producing company, they are working. Even the steel companies, they are working. Why is it that the, uh, the Ogun State government is being partial in everything they do? These people are working. They are working seriously. I am based in a, an industrial town where I, I have monitored everything. The government should be sincere enough to tell us what is happening. They shouldn't put some people on lockdown while some people are enjoying the uh, benefits of the lockdown. The traders, are, the traders are suffering. The multinationals are working. The Indians are working. The Lebanese are working. The Nigerian workers, they are working. They are not uh, being quarantined. They are not being stopped from anything. The companies have not been locked, locked down. Why, why are the traders being locked down? Why are the markets being locked down? Please, let us pass this message to the government. We know what is happening. They should unban us. Abiodun Ralph of the Alajakpa Development Consultative Council and National Secretary of the Ishokon Yam Dealers Association ending today's edition of the Reset Board in. Remember the rules, stay safe, physical distancing, hand washing, learn not to touch your face, wear a mask, add vitamin D to your daily intake, body and home hygiene, and you're safe from COVID-19. I am Willie Thomas and that has been the reset button for today. Have another lovely lockdown day. your responsibility. Stop the spread of coronavirus. Keep a distance of at least two meters between you and others. Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Olden Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19 or coronavirus is real. So stay away from crowded areas. Keep to hygiene rules and more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, Keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abiyokata, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Battery.